All right, I would just like to start by saying fuck. Welcome to Scatterbrain Podcast, episode 83. 83. 83. With Marianne again. Marianne, yep. Here I am. Still existing. Doing your thing, huh? Breathing in, breathing out. <laughs> Not feeding all the decomposers yet. Our regular listeners will know about you, Marianne. But for those that uh, don't or haven't heard you, can you tell everyone about your podcast, Death is Everything, and all about it? Yes, I'm from the Death is Everything podcast, which I just talk about death all the time, different topics. Um, yeah, and I have Scatterbrain on all the time. <laughs> Many fun episodes. Uh, you can check it out at the website, which is www.deathiseverything.com. And from there, you can actually link to the episodes I'm on in Scatterbrain as well. And other podcasts too, it looks like, right? You've been on other podcasts as well. Yes. One is the last podcast you'd want, Steve Straw. Great fun. And um, Into the Wikiverse with Mike Hover, who's a comedian in Chicago, who I know from working in the treacherous film industry in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you worked in um, special effects and stuff, right? Yes, in fact, uh, Mike Hover, I believe, was a head in a bag uh, for, for <laughs> one of the, the film shoots that I did. Um, he lost his head, poor guy. And uh, yeah. Well, then uh, this random thing that I saw kind of goes down right down your alley then. And it's kind of perfect for the month of October and Halloween. And Ian and I are starting to think of ways we could just sort of do like a creepy theme sort of month. Um, and then you doing the Death is Everything podcast and talking about death. This is perfect. So can you take a guess at the composition, percentage by mass, if you want, of the okay. human body? What are some of the main elements and what percentage? Water is 70%. Okay, but we're, that, that, that's like, those are molecules, like of elements. Oh, so that would be oxygen and hydrogen. Yeah. And that, like, what do you, it's a very strange. Wait, what, uh, you, what do you mean? Like flesh to bone or, or. Yeah. Just everything. What, what makes the whole, what's the body. So, you know, either, obviously you say you said water, but really water is comprised of hydrogen. <laughs> blood. Right? Lots and lots it's of blood. blood. Yeah. yeah. I want so, the blood. What do you think is the highest, the highest element what do you think you, Iron? by mass, oh. by mass, not by atoms, because you would think that it would be hydrogen because you're mostly water, right? But by mass, like what of what? you? Oh, elements. elements. Oh, skin. Elements. Oh, elements. Um, uh, table kind of stuff. Uh, turkey. Um, Iron. Beer. <laughs> beer. Beer. It's got to be beer. No? So the first one, first one by mass would be oxygen, which is kind yeah, of well, interesting because you would think isn't hydrogen, that carbon? I would think carbon. Well, carbon is, so oxygen is 65% by mass, your oxygen. Wow. Yeah. Then it's carbon, so 18.5%. That's the next. Then hydrogen at 9.5%. Now, what's interesting is that, yeah, you said, Marianne, we're mostly water. Yeah. So I'm true. mostly helium. <laughs> if you go by percent of atoms, right, because atoms and mass are different things, different 
types of atoms have different mass. 62% uh, of your atoms are, are hydrogen the most. Wow. So 99% of, of your mass is made up of six elements, oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, and phosphorus, which I thought was kind of cool. That is cool. Only about 0.85% is composed of another five elements, potassium, sulfur, sodium, chlorine, and magnesium. Decomposition was actually discovered because of the study of oxygen. It's corrosive properties in general as it creates rust and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exposure to oxygen starts breaking things down. They do body farms and things like that, right? Where they will put them in places where they know what the, and they'll measure the weather or whatever it is that way they can sort of try to create a database of. Yeah, to see like how quickly bodies decompose um, under different conditions, some with lots of moisture, some very dry, um, below the ground, above the ground, things like that, different types of exposure. That way, if they come, the idea being if they come across someone that they find that is in a certain state, they can try to look back at the weather at that place during that time and how long and try to. Yeah, it's for forensics uh, to kind of determine cause of death, time of death, pinpoint things. Interesting. Very. Why'd you bring all that up? Oh, just because I knew Marianne was going to be on and I'd seen <laughs> that. And I thought that was a very interesting. That was very I'm into interesting. It. I'm into the it. More I would love you to know. see a body yeah, farm. Because you have other stuff in there. There's other elements, but we're talking about fractions of a percent. You know, you're mostly. Yeah. This has been Science Minute by Scatterbrain. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you guys been up to, man? What have you been up to, Ian? Are you doing um, any Halloween stuff? Are you going to decorate this year or do any drawings or anything like that? Oh, I already have a couple things, yeah. And I've got some skeletons hanging up. Yeah, nice. I haven't decorated in forever, but I have all my stuff in storage. I need to get it out. But I don't think I'll get it out yet. I'll just put up a few things, you know, no big deal. But I love Halloween. We're recording. It's October 10th, right? You would think that one could go to the store and buy Halloween decorations. Yeah. Today, I was had to get some some things at Home Depot. So I figured, hey, they got some Halloween stuff. I'll grab something, an inflatable or something for the top of my roof. And I try to add something every year, you know. And awesome. they were taking everything down and they're already putting Christmas shit up. Yep. It's October 10th. <laughs> yep. Yep. When I worked Ridiculous. in retail at Hallmark, it was like, if you didn't get the Halloween stuff by the beginning of September, it was gone. And then people would be coming in in October, like, you have two items. Right. We were like, oh, we, we only do Christmas. Why do um, they do that? Christianity? <laughs> oh. Dominate, dominant Christians? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I love Halloween. Yeah, it just seems weird that you can't go into like a store 21 days before Halloween and buy some Halloween stuff. <laughs> it's kind I of would weird. think, what about Michael's? Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's other other stuff at other stores. I'm not trying to say I couldn't find anything. I'm just, I was, I decided as since I was there getting some other stuff at Home Depot and just cruise and see what they had. And it, it should be on sale, and, right? Like if it's going, going, gone. Sure. They had a giant dragon there that I really wanted. One of those inflatable things. It was on sale and Jerry and I had just moved here. So it was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to be buying stuff to put in my storage unit. I have a lot of Halloween decorations. So it's like one of those ones that you 
you plug in and it pumps up and it blows up the air into it. Yeah, I've never had any of those, but it was huge. It was like this giant black dragon and the air would pump out the little fire thing. Yeah, it was super cool. Uh, they also had a sand snake from Beetlejuice that I really wanted. Wow, I love that movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. That, oh, that's one of my favorites, if not my all-time. That's hard to say. But yeah, I love that movie. The ring's almost in your all-time. It's pretty close. I Maybe Little Shop of Horrors, because I used to watch it over and over again when I was really little. <laughs> and now that I watch it as an adult, I'm like... Hmm. <laughs> this maybe isn't great content for children. <laughs> the children There's that grew up in the eighties. and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The eighties are like PG. It's yeah, like, sure, <laughs> sure. Let's go. They're not actually doing it on the screen, but there's yeah. a lot of implications. It was prior to PG thirteen, I guess. Oh yeah, I mean, at that time, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't think my mom authorized me to watch Falling Down, but. That's a great that one. That's a yeah, great that, one. Yeah. You've seen that one, right, Ian? Which one? Falling Down. Oh, yeah. Is that, uh, that's Michael Douglas, right? Yeah. 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 That's a great movie. That's history of my life. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I've definitely <laughs> felt like that before. <laughs> Angry. <laughs> Traffic. We need to get you a Nerf bat. <laughs> yeah, or a punching bag or something. A punching bag. I, I, I've got all the studs in my house marked, so I know where to bang my head onto, though. <laughs> One of my roommates had a punching bag for a while. That was awesome. It sounds kind of fun, actually. Yeah. It'd probably swing back and knock me out, though, so it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> have you seen, seen those machines that they have in the bars and, and probably some sort of like boardwalk and sort of arcade type of scenarios where they've got the punching bag and it's hanging and you can punch it and it and it shows you some numeric value of how hard you punch have you seen some of those videos <laughs> no but now i'm going to it's rigged i've seen what i've seen ones where they're drunk and then someone tries to like kick one or something and then they fall over and shit it's so funny someone karate kicks it or something isn't it like Kind of high. tries to and then yeah and their feet go out from yeah, under them yeah it's so funny punch, they'll completely miss the bag and like hit the <laughs> hit the machine behind them and stuff and... we're always watching um like idiots in cars car crashing oh fails gosh stuff. oh yeah, man stuff. we see it so much we have cameras in our car for that very Probably reason. a good idea too yeah it helped me in my last car accident la is just a numbers game it's probably the same in san diego yeah, it's not as bad as LA, but yeah, LA's. Yeah, I think our population up here is like three times San Diego or something like that. Which is insane because San Diego is, is like the seventh largest city in the country. Yeah, yeah. And LA is, it is really? second. Yeah. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, it's one oh. of the big ones. Yeah, it's crazy. What would be, huh? be the top? Okay, so you'd have obviously Los Angeles. New York, New York, is, New York is one. Chicago. New York is one. Yeah. LA is two. Um, I believe Dallas is three now, or maybe yeah. San Antonio. Um, a lot of and, LA people. Yeah, in Chicago. There. Yeah, I know. And Chicago, and then Philadelphia, I think, and Pittsburgh, and then San Diego, and Denver, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Huh. I'm going to have to look that up. Interesting. I love San I'm Diego. I'm looking it up right now. 
I had so much fun down there. Yeah, it was good to hang it out. It yeah, good, good you guys. That's it made cool. me want to move to San Diego. <laughs> you should. You did say um, it was cheaper. Yeah, so it is slightly cheaper than Los Angeles. Slightly. Yeah. Which which blows me away. Well, I think I saw. I typed in. I think I typed in sixteen hundred uh, to see what apartment ranges were. So I typed in sixteen hundred max to see what popped up, and there was a ton of stuff. Even an apartment in La Jolla for like fourteen something. Like a one bedroom uh, kind of thing. It it said it was a studio, but when you look through the images, it had like a sort of bedroom area. It was like it was enough. I mean. Oh, I got it here. Okay. So New York is the biggest with 8,622,000. LA second with 4,085,000. And then Chicago is third. Nice, Dan. Fourth is Houston, not Dallas. So it's Houston. Fifth is Phoenix. Phoenix is fifth? Holy shit, that's weird. Philadelphia is sixth. San Antonio, Texas is seventh. And San Diego is eighth with Dallas and San Jose rounding out nine nine and ten. Oh, that's San a trip. Jose is another oh. cool, cool place. San Jose, is that, yeah. yeah. San is that Jose New Mexico is... or is that no, New Mexico or North. California? San Jose is near. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, there's well, there's one in Mexico and there's one in in Texas too. So they're fucking everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like Elm Streets, there's like five thousand Elm Streets in the country. Let's see. Uh, it says California and Texas account for sixty percent of million of million cities. Of the 10 cities that are the biggest, California and Texas account for 60%. Trippy. Huh. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. People enjoy. Interesting. Yeah. Um, right. Simple weather. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And a lack of hurricanes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like as it rains for a couple of days. Once we get enough of an earthquake, people will leave again. <laughs> that all started with people moving south. So it all started with the invention of air conditioning, I read. Because it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that before air conditioning because it's so muggy and hot, you know. Yeah. In fact, one of my good friends has lived in San Francisco for like 16 years or something, maybe 18 by now. And they never had air conditioning until 2017. Oh God. That's the that year they had, of course, it was really it was like 111 in LA. And I was bragging to my coworkers, I'm going to go up to San Francisco for my friend's wedding thing for the weekend. It's going to be cool. Ha ha ha. Goodbye. The, and we right. got up there and it was like record. It was 105 and no wind. Oh, then there was a run on horrible. air conditionings up there. And now people are starting to get units. But most of those buildings, they don't have air conditioning. It's great not to need it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, well, you were asking about Halloween stuff and I got like a cool new witch hat. It's actually a garden Witchy-poo. hat. Are you going to be a witch nice. for Halloween? I don't know. I'm just a witch every day. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do for Halloween this year. I'll probably just paint my face. Scare the children. We don't get a lot of trick or I'm going to dress up like a woman. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, Ian I'd love insists, to see your makeup for that. Ian insists that he looks great and you guys pick up on him when he oh really? Like woman, Free yeah. drinks and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know oh. what you women complain about. It's awesome. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I get grab assed all the time, and oh yeah, it's so much. You know, fun. cat calls, and yeah, <laughs> mostly by ugly guys, but it's okay. Yeah, 
<laughs> free beer is free right. beer is what you're saying though you know? right right <laughs> let's review this thing all right what are we talking about right. today what are we talking did you listen to this uh marian uh, yeah i did <laughs> oh, i listened did. to it in the shower a few hours ago because i was like oh fuck yeah i didn't give you much time sorry oh it's okay i'm uh, always under a pile of homework and Oh, I got some good news this week. I, I think I might have told you. I, I'm going to get three associate's degrees. Yeah, you're really awesome. Like, yeah, it's cool. I, I'm really glad about it because it makes uh, possibly switching <laughs> majors. Right. That's I cool. like accounting, but. Um, you can transfer uh, credits and everything, right? Yeah, I'm going to transfer probably to Cal State LA next year in the fall. Don't you mean you? Don't you mean a UCSD? Yeah, that's or what I heard. SDSU. SDSU. That would be. There you go. That would be cool. Yeah. Maybe. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it all so depends on on Jerry's job and stuff. We want people moving out though, not in. So just stay up. Yeah, there. yeah. Stay over there in LA. <laughs> <laughs> just come visit once in a while. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I have to go back for the museum. Oh yeah, that's right. At the very the, least. The pass right. Yeah, they gave us a year. I was like, oh, good, because I want to see some mummies. Scatterbrain number three doing her part. So back to the album. Um, let's see. It's Six String Slaughter is the band. Um, As the Continents Collide is the name of the album. And this is a Danish band, right, Dan? Yep. These guys are from Fredriksund, Denmark. They formed in 2007. They're, what are they? They're a four piece. They've got Nicholas Man, Manshulm, I'm guessing, on drums, Soren Jensen on guitars and bass, Daniel Wilkins on vocals, and Kirk Backrack on guitars. So, four piece. Yeah. They were formed yeah. in 2007, I think I said. Yep. Uh, it's 10 tracks, 40 minutes, 31 seconds. When did it come out? I didn't look, that, didn't take note of that. Uh, September 10th, 2021. Um, did you watch any of the videos on YouTube by chance? Not at all. No? The, no. These are older guys. They're probably close to like my age or, or your age, Dan. Like really old. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But yeah, you can tell they're they're older guys. I don't know if they've been in other bands or anything. I didn't really look them up especially. But um, yeah, I was kind of surprised the singer looks like he's probably like 50, man. He's just belting it out. But they have a few albums, don't they? Yeah, this looks like this is their second full length. That's what I saw too, but I saw, you know, again, I saw some EPs in there too. So yeah, some singles that were released, but um, well, you suggested this one, Ian, uh, you messaged me something like WTF. I'm like what? <laughs> and what the fuck is this? Was what I yeah, said. Cause I'm when I first, like when it. I, well, when I heard, when I heard the first song, I really liked it right off the bat. Um, it does get a little bit kind of, uh, gets a little boring about halfway through it. It's, it's, it's so consistent that, there's nothing really new or fresh within the album. It's just the same kind of thing over and over. They definitely stick to a formula and it's all very simplistic music, but it's heavy. What do you think about it, Marianne? You're, you have a different perspective than either Ian or I. I, um, I actually, I, well, so I can't tell if I was listening to it in order because I was listening through Amazon and sometimes it, sometimes it just starts shuffling. Um, and whatever I was hearing, I liked the middle actually more than the end caps of the album, but okay. it wasn't totally my cup of tea. 
So right, right. Where, does this, where does this fall in with some of the other bands that we've talked about? Because we've talked about a couple other albums. Like, where, where does this fall in there? Well, I've mostly heard Fulci because we've reviewed two of their albums. And I think Fulci really grew on me. I, I enjoy that. Um, where does this fall? Towards the bottom <laughs> for me. Right. Yeah. What was the other one we reviewed? We reviewed the um, um, the band that the band hum- that the drummer sings. In human condition. In human condition. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah, yeah. I like them better Actually. than I like them better than these guys. Then. Yeah. 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 Do you want my number rating? <laughs> sure. Why not? Did you have, uh, let me ask you this? Did you was there anything you liked about it? Were there certain songs you liked? You said you kind of liked the middle more. There was one song, and I made a note. Let me find it life-changing something i don't know what song life-changing impact maybe yeah that that's the name of that track it's track four yeah i think that was the life-changing impact you're probably thinking a mental display of your digital no i didn't like it nope either that or we need to panic i mean i liked the i liked the lyrics on a lot of it yeah but yeah, I that's don't know. what I liked about this was the the guy's vocals actually. Yeah, yeah there, same here. There were times that I really did like the um, the heaviness of the sound, but I think sometimes it's a little like frantic. I think it's very simple. It's just it's so simple. I mean, it's and it's they really fall into a formula, and it's yeah. repetitive as hell. I mean, they they'll play the same riff over and over and over, and then they go into a chorus and they do that over and over, and then they stick to that same that same sort of template every song you know so in that respect it got kind of boring halfway through you know but um some of the better songs are on the second half like the last song was really good and i like we need yeah. to yeah i like we need to panic as well and uh, how frat how fragile we are is a good song too but the, the title song is my least favorite i didn't like that song oh that's actually my yeah. favorite song I oh really like it either. <laughs> yeah i think i like this better Trip actually than all you free. both of you guys however i do i do feel the same thing, Ian, that you said. It got kind of like dragged on. Yeah, kind of. And um, it could have, like, at 40 minutes, it was too long. If they cut out a track or two, I think I would have liked it a little better. I totally agree. The first track was awesome, actually. It, it was fast. Yeah. And it was, the drumming was good. I liked the vocals, like I said, right away. That's my favorite thing about yep. the band is the guy's vocals. Same here. And then I, I kind of liked, as you said, Marianne, the lyrics. They're all kind of like that apocalyptic kind of like, like type of thing. Yeah. And they had some great changes. I think the title track had a, had like a good lead. It, it, it was yeah pretty simplistic, but I thought it was pretty good, heavy and then melodic and stuff like that. They had some good changes throughout. Um, I was gonna give it a like a seven and a half or an eight. And then yesterday I drove up to North County to go meet up with someone for some beers. And I got to listen to it like all in one go, sort of in traffic, you know, so that I wasn't really focused down on each track and looking and see, so I was just driving. It just kind of all blended together. And I actually liked it much better that way. This would be a great, this is a great driving album, come to think of it. Oh, like yeah. if you have this yeah. in while you're driving, it'd be fucking great. Yeah. I could see that, especially around here. <laughs> yeah, right. Nice and but angry. Also, I yeah. feel like I, I, m- the other albums we've listened to, I had more time to like sit and focus on it. And so I feel like, you know, I can't give it full just. You only give it one listen, right? Yeah. Off one listen, I'd give it a six. 
Okay. I think most of my others were pretty high ratings too, like eights or eight and a half. Yeah, yeah, about that. I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, I think it was, I, I thought it was pretty good. I'm going to say eight. That's, that's what I, I was going to give as well. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. it. It was repetitive. They could have cut a couple of tracks out. But like I said, when I went, I was just driving and it was just playing. And then I didn't quite notice that so much. There's, I think that they, like I said, I really like the guy's vocals. I thought they had a lot of really good changes as well. So they do, I but the, the riffs it. themselves are very, the, the riffs themselves are very simplistic and repetitive though. It's just repeat stuff over and over. Yeah. Good, yeah. good changes, but everything like you, where you expect the songs to go, the songs go there. Yes. You know, they really do. Except for maybe the title track, the title track does all, goes all over the place. They do a lot of the, the couple changes that are pretty cool and they're heavy and melodic, but yeah, I think I do see what you're saying. They are pretty mel- melodic, aren't they? Kind of melodic death metal or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what stood out though initially? I like the first two songs a lot, especially the first one, but it's called Six String Slaughter. But the thing that really stuck out for me was the drumming. I really like this guy's drumming. And I think that and the vocals are what really stood out and made me give it an eight because it's, and they're very polished. I mean, the production is really good. They're very tight, you know. So yeah, it's an eight for me. A six for me. Oh my gosh, a six for you. And then Dan, you're giving it an eight. Yeah, I'm giving it an eight as well. I was trying to debate between like a seven to five. I fluctuate between a seven and a half and eight and a half. Now on the, on the four star, it would get. It, I would give it a four. It oh, I'd, get, I'd give it a three and a half on the four, on the five star. I don't know why we keep doing that, but yeah, I agree. I agree. You know what? I, I one thing I, I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. We switched to the ten to the ten point. We still kind of stuck with the point five increments, right? We never allowed for like twelve point or you know uh, eight point four or anything <laughs> like that. For whatever reason, <laughs> do we just? You almost need to eliminate it to create more defined competition. I said that last time. Why don't you just give it like an eight point three or something? You're like, oh no, we're not doing that. Uh, I don't know. I was just trying to keep it consistent. I try to keep everything the same because you start changing right. it, then you, it makes it hard. You are OCD. Yeah, you got to compare. Yep. Compare it. Rule out the. Variable. I give this an eight point four seven five six. How's that? There you go. <laughs> now we're on the thousand point scale when we do that. Oh really. no. No. Well, I, I no. liked it. I think I like it better than both of you, both of you two. I thought it was pretty well, good. Well, we both gave it we both gave it an eight. I like it better than that last album we did, Carcass, for sure. I might listen to it again and think about it a little more. You don't you don't go anywhere. Like, maybe we should do is drive in the car to San Diego and listen to it and tell us what you think. Right. There right. you go. I know. Next time I drive down, I'm just gonna get all the albums you guys send me it's not that long of a drive <laughs> that's true it, it could be at the wrong like, time well, of day it did yeah when i drove down it was pretty it took me like i think two and a half hours or almost three hours oh you hit traffic yeah i left at the worst time and i was using the car's navigation which is awful yeah it it actually had me exit the freeway to change freeways and then it took me through a neighborhood where I couldn't get back on the freeway. It's like MapQuest from 2001. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have done better with paper maps. Yeah. Do you remember the Thomas guys? Did you ever use those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have one somewhere around. It's probably in storage now. That's actually a good thing to keep in your car. Yeah, it is actually. If your phone dies or you have in no service the power or something. Grid yeah. goes out. Yeah. So let's talk about vampires. All right. All yes. Right. This would be good. Anyway, so vampires. So what do you guys think most people think of when they hear the word vampire? 
Dracula. I want your blood. Yeah. Um, Bram Stoker. Blah, blah, blah. Bram Stoker's yeah. Dracula. Oh, sure. Not Leslie Nielsen and Dead and Loving It. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. I was just thinking, I almost watched that for this just to do some. I love that part where he's rising up and he hits his head. Yeah, it's his head, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to suck your blood. Uh, do you did you guys ever see Greg the Bunny in the early two thousands? It was the puppets. It was uh, it was what's that guy's name? Green, you know the kid on um, the Austin Power Seth movies, Green. Seth Green. Yeah, and and all the characters were um, puppets. And I thought it was hilarious. I, I love that show. But there was um, the count was Count Blah, and he'd go, "I'm Count Blah, Blah." And so, what's your name? Count Blah, Blah. What? No, wait, what's your name? Count the blah. blah. It was so funny, dude. I love that character. And uh, well, and there's a count from Sesame Street, too. Vampires are everywhere. Yes. Vampires are yeah, everywhere. They are. So, as we said, we, as you said, you think people that won't to soak your blood, they think like the thin, pallid kind of sort of person, right? Yeah. And my hours that I keep. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they don't, hopefully they don't fit, think of Tom fucking Cruise in that movie. <laughs> Well, however, I think I think actually the count might be most accurate. The count, because um, the word vampire was actually an Eastern European thing. Romania, and mm-hmm. previous to some of the well, you know, the main main one we'll talk about later, I'm sure, but they actually had tended to have a, a red complexion from, I guess, eating the blood or drinking the blood from drinking. Time. So. If you think about it, the count who was like purple, always purple, was the most accurate, more accurate than interview with the vampire. Oh right? yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Kind of interesting. So um, the word vampire first appeared in English around 1732, but a lot of other cultures, I mean, some sort of vampiric type of entities have appeared across different cultures, right? I mean, it wasn't yeah. just the Vlad the count any of that i mean these were there were all other kinds of like china where else were there greek i think the greeks well the, the first vampire was ambrosio and he was an italian-born adventurer and he his fate brought him to delphi greece yeah what was his name ambrosio and that was the first uh the first supposed vampire and he was a, he was a human but yeah he was an adventurer who uh who ended up in delphi greece and I don't know the whole story, but somehow turned into a vampire and craved blood. The idea of some sort of vampiric type creature spans different cultures, you know, like I said, Greeks. I mean, it goes back even further to the Hebrews and Mesopotamians and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 4,000 years. um, The Mesopotamians, there was like a demon called um, Lamashtu, who was like a, a demon goddess who preyed on humans. Oh, never heard of that. Yeah, daughter of the sky god. Now, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Didn't they like? Didn't they like? Family members would open coffins in Europe and stake their loved ones to keep them down or something, or oh, just in case they were vampires. Yeah, there were there were these old folk tales of that happening, and so there was a period of time where it was like this mass hysteria. People were going in and supposedly finding people alive in there or just people that had risen from the dead and were doing these things possessed by demons because i think some of the vampiric stuff was other entities as well wasn't necessarily being bitten by a vampire yeah and they would see like blood on their mouths and you know things that happen as you're decomposing and they would they would think they were like coming alive at night and stuff 
the first vampire in literature was actually the doctor of the, I think it was Lord Byron's doctor, Polygio. Oh, right, right. It was called, it was called Vampire with a Y, right? And it was um, a short book of prose written in 1819 by John William Polidori, Mary Shelley and Lord Byron. Mm -hmm. And um, Mary Shelley, it was written the same time, you know, that Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. And uh, she, she helped write that that book as well. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yep. And it was vampire with a Y and uh, yeah, it was, that was the first one in literature. Yeah. It was like a short story. Right. Uh-huh. Right. And then you had Bram Stoker's Dracula in the 1890s, I think, yeah. which is obviously yeah. the most famous one. Sure. And then Nosferatu, which I love Nosferatu. That movie is awesome. There were some practices people used to do to try and prevent vampires. They would bury corpses upside down. Oh, right. Or face down. Uh-huh. Or place certain objects on the grave to, like, stop demons from coming up kind of thing. Or decapitate them. They would sever the tendons in the knees or spike the head or body or the clothes to the ground to keep them from rising. Didn't they stuff garlic in their mouth or something, too? Uh, Let's see yeah or spike them some drove iron needles into a corpse's heart or placed bits of steel in the mouth or over the eyes ears or between the fingers during burial yeah because that makes sense a place a hawthorn in the corpse's sock or drove a hawthorn stake through the legs all of this sounds unnecessarily uh destructive of a Corpse, but uh, scattering grains like rice, poppy seeds, millet, or sand on the ground near the grave to keep the vampire occupied, counting the grains all night. That's Europe and Chinese lore. Yeah, I was going to say China had their own too. Yeah. Yeah. And what, one of the ways I thought was funny, according to the Chinese tradition, was that any corpse that was jumped over by a, an animal was feared to become one of the undead. Why is that? <laughs> I have no idea. But so they would do the, those types of things that you guys described. That's weird. Yeah, they also have, like you were saying, they would place something like lemon, garlic, or a brick in the mouth of a corpse suspected of being a vampire. Okay. Why would they, why would they dig them up and do this after the fact? Why not just do all this shit before you even bury them? Well, they probably did. They probably did this as they were burying them to re- prevent. These are preventative measures. Oh, okay. Well, I know they did dig them up like family members. They would like, you know, weird things are happening. So they go dig up certain family members. Yeah, there was one story. This guy, uh, Peter Plagojovic. Uh, he was from Serbia in the 1700s. He died. And within 10 weeks of his death, nine people suddenly died from a mystery illness. And they all had had dreams that they were being accosted by this dead guy. And um, was he drinking their blood? Uh, I think he was just saying that that he was in his, somehow via the influence of whatever it was. He was appearing to people and then making them ill. So they exhumed the body. It was reported that he was breathing and he was moving around. And so they staked his heart, of course. Ooh. And then he, they burned him. And then, of course, now all the deaths and the dreams ended abruptly. I wonder where the garlic stuff comes from. Because it's a, isn't it like a natural antiseptic or antibiotic? You know, oh, you know, 
Uh, one of the mm -hmm. things that I saw as well, looking at the causes of what they thought, some of these traditional thoughts of zombies, I think maybe even in Chinese specifically. You mean vampires? Uh, what did I say? Zombies? zombies. I wish I, I'm thinking about zombies. They, they kind of border on zombies. They in a are way, undead. Think about it. Yeah. If they go yeah. for blood versus the brain. Yeah. Well, one's an animated animated corpse, and the other one's undead, right? Yeah, so I guess are vampires considered alive? No, they're undead. If you're undead, are you alive? You're neither. You're neither it's dead because they don't die as a zombie does before they rise again, right? And they're not alive. They're not dead, but not alive. I don't know. And they're immortal unless you stake them? Kind of like me, I'm insane. But they have to, they have to drink the blood, though, right? According to the traditional modern type of vampire uh they have to drink the blood to have the, the life force so they're, yeah they're immortal as long as they have that right yes and have you guys heard that <clears throat> there are real vampires yeah those guys are idiots i've heard of this <laughs> well it's actually there's quite a few there's more in 2015 there was an article that i read about saying that there were more than five thousand vampire Americans in the United States. Yeah, they all get together too. Yeah, and they're not like killing people. <laughs> no. They're taking donated donated blood and they really do drink blood. Um That's gross. Yeah. Yeah, so the writer of this article, it's in the and I don't know how reputable this source is, so you know, don't uh don't burn me at the stake for making this error, but it was written by the National Post and the writer, I want to say John Edward, Edgar Browning. Yes, Browning. So Browning wrote this article and he hung out with them and he said that a lot of them claim it's like a, a medical condition that requires them to drink human or animal blood to sustain themselves. And some of them had real accounts where they tried not to drink blood and had issues like migraines, fatigue. One of them was hospitalized. I'm sure if they just ate a rare steak now and then they'd be fine. Like a real bloody steak. Well, that's kind of the idea is that they need blood. And what I was curious about is what is it? What is it in the blood that they're getting? So I was looking at which is funny I'm, that you um were talking about the body composition earlier dan um yeah what is it is it iron so blood is uh liquids and solids the liquid part is plasma uh, which is water salts and protein and the solid part is your blood cells red and white and your platelets so i'm wondering are they low on certain blood cells it's like uber uber anemic is what you're saying yeah is there is there some reason that they're not able to absorb these nutrients from their food and that they're getting it somehow absorption is easier through the blood sounds made up to me i, I think know. it could be a real disorder that maybe they need blood transfusion or something huh maybe they need pills one of them even told the writer, if there was some pill that could solve this problem for me, I would take it because it's like very stigmatizing being needing to drink. Or do they frequent the blood bank frequently or just go to the meat? Squirrels? They have 
they have donors. So what the writer actually allowed someone to drink from him. He, the guy had a disposable scalpel and made some cuts in his back Ugh. and just drank the blood that came, like he pressed the blood out That's, and drank it. Uh, sounds like people who just want to be special. Good, yeah. Ian's grossed out. <laughs> they just want to be special. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, I, my concerns would be that the human mouth is actually really not you really don't want to rub a mouth in your wounds like even if it, another person bites you you can get serious infections uh, i'd want to see a print out of their blood work what if they have hepatitis or something yeah man? exactly that. That's oh, yeah so this is a this is the thing you know they have like a sort of closed off community and <sighs> you know maybe that's maybe that's part of their deal i don't know there's a lot of people uh, a lot of vampires in new orleans apparently and now, before we end, we, ha- we have to talk about the most famous thing of all. The, the um, Dracula, the book, was written in, in the 1890s by Bram Stoker, right? We know that. And he drew on, you know, like uh, Transylvanian folklore and history, like Dan was saying. Now, yeah. uh, a lot of people suggest, scholars, historians suggest, that it was actually inspired by Wallachian Prince Vlad the Impaler. You know yeah. about this guy. Vlad Tepes. Oh, yes. Yeah, what an awesome guy, huh? Scaring the shit out of your enemies (laughs) by impaling tens of thousands of your enemies, like people in your own community, like your own princes and and rich people and and people, you know, like everybody. Let's impale them all to scare the enemies when they're invading and make them turn back and go, fuck this shit. We're out of here. Yeah, I mean, well, if you saw that on approach, (laughs) you might be like, maybe we don't go. Well, they were I mean, the enemies were pretty wicked, too, you know them to yeah. like shudder when they see that and just leave is pretty pretty good tactic pretty evil but pretty tactic actually yeah oh yeah yeah what do you guys think that vampirism is a form of cannibalism uh, it's an interesting question when i uh, went to the um museum down there and i went to that cannibal exhibit they said that cannibalism was really common in a lot of war in the past that the crusaders even would eat their enemies as like an intimidation tactic. And they probably got it from Vlad the Impaler. It works. Well, I remember what I was saying about Guinea too. Like one of the things they do is they, they cannibalize their, their local yeah, tribes. Yeah, there was some they information yeah. about that there yeah. as well. Yeah, I took some pictures I had, I met, I've been meaning to show you and, and ask questions. <laughs> well, so is like chewing your nails cannibalism then? Oh yeah. My cannibal? Oh yeah, the, or the meat on your fingers up above your nails, like you know, Ooh, ripping all that yeah, stuff. That. Do that, you know. So I guess I'm a self cannibal, self cannibalization. Would you consider that cannibalism? I don't swallow it. That's disgusting. <laughs> well, you probably swallow a little bit of it. No, only the blood. It's, it's just recycling. It's I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. When you cut your finger, you drink the blood, right? No. What? What? No, I don't do that. You don't like. You know, you get a paper cut or cut your finger and like kind of. Oh, I don't do that. Do you do that? No. Just... It's against odd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anyway. sure I did as a kid. I haven't, you know, since I worked at, when I worked at Hallmark, people were doing that all the time. Oh, a lot of paper, paper cuts. cuts all the time. Oh, man. So it's a biohazard. You walk in at Hallmark. That's what you're telling me. Uh... <laughs> Hmm. 
As long as they don't sue me, believe what you will. <laughs> Maybe they're vampires. They're like licking the cards after everyone leaves. Oh. <laughs> if you see a card with some red smear on it, don't buy it. You guys have seen the movie Nosferatu, right? The old one? Uh, yeah, yeah, the movie The movie that starred Max Schreck, um, Gustav von Wangenheim. I think it was, it was 1929, USA movie. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it in my film history class. Yeah, F.W. Murnau. That's a, I think it's a good movie, actually. But um, you know that would be that wouldn't have even ever been seen because the widow of Bram Stoker wouldn't allow it to be uh, wouldn't allow it to be seen because she kept suing them and made all the co- you know had them destroy the copies. But one happened to be found later on, and that's the only reason it even exists. Was that because it was so scary at the time? No, no, because he wanted to make a movie about that book, and she wouldn't allow it. And instead of you know because she had copyright. No copyright laws, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so he just renamed it and changed the story and used, you know, used a vampire. And she said, no, it's too similar to the book. You can't do that. And then took him to court and then won. And then but one copy apparently was uh, was found later on. I don't remember where. I think it was in Poland or something where it was found. And that was way later on, like in the 60s, I think. And that's the only reason that you can even see it now. Wow. How many other movies and stuff do you think have gone the way of time like that? The hard drive it was on got lost and the person didn't back oh. it up or this type oh. of situation so oh, many films sad. have been lost to light and you yeah. know when everything was on a reel don't oh, they keep man. them in like temperature controlled in the library of Con- congress or something all the really old movies i think they do i think they keep yeah them, yeah and it's still de- de- degrades so holds light i mean there's so many things that can mess that up humidity and temperature yeah, oxygen. And it's, all of it. they're still degrading, you know. I can remember working on a film and we were in Bodie up north uh, near Mammoth and it was like 14 degrees and windy and the camera froze. <laughs> like you can't, the, nothing would move and the tape can just break if it's cold enough. So we had to like superheat everything. Everyone hug huh. the camera. That's crazy. It gets cold up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it says here, it says here, all the known prints and negatives were destroyed under the terms of settlement by of a, a, a lawsuit by Bram Stoker's widow. However, the film would subsequently surface through second generation reels in other countries. Many scenes featuring Graf Orlock were filmed during the day. And when viewed in black and white, this becomes extremely obvious. The potential blooper is corrected when the official versions of the movie or tinted blue to represent night, the creature that they saw as a werewolf during the scene at the end is actually a, a striped hyena. Weird. And Count Orlock is only seen blinking once on screen near the end of Act One. Now, Max Shrek was an actor. I believe he did like stage and stuff, but it, so there's something mysterious about that guy too because he always stayed in character and he freaked all of his co-stars out. Oh, he was a method actor. Yeah, well, you freak people out because they didn't know anything about him. And here comes a guy they don't know. And he's all dressed like that. And he never was out of character. And then he just kind of, after the, it was over, he just kind of vanished. That's really the only thing he ever did as far as film or anything. Kind of a kind of mysterious. probably one of the most recognizable characters. Right? Yeah, he really is, in actually. Film history, you know. Most people, yeah. even if they haven't seen the film, they're like, oh, that's. Dracula or yeah. Nosferatu. I've seen that one where, he, at least that one frame where he's kind of like comes out. He's like, like you know that people are listening, yeah, can't tell, yeah. but you know, you know what I'm talking about. That one scene. 
Yeah. Here's a bit of trivia. The movie was banned in Sweden due to excessive horror. And the ban was actually finally lifted in 1972. After 85 years. Trippy. Yeah, that stuff was really scary for people. Scary for me. What is it about? What is it about uh, people that these types of things like zombies and vampires and those types of things that are like trying to consume you? What is it that's so creepy about that? I think anything that calls attention to your mortality freaks people out. <laughs> I can tell when I talk about death, sometimes people are just like, oh, <laughs> it doesn't always have to be a total downer. But yeah, I think I think there's a lot of fear of vulnerability. I have to give a shout out to one of the best uh, concept albums ever as well. Hell Stars Nosferatu from 1989. Ex album. There you oh. go. It's worth taking a listen. I'll send you the link. You'll like it. I was just going to write it down. Perfect. Sweet. Dan won't like it because the guy actually squeezed. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> I love it. Anything else? You want to wrap this up? People can get uh, turned into a vampire. A number of causes, oftentimes in modern ways, uh, being bitten. Now, that one of the things that's kind of interesting is that like, like you'd see this in the movie The Lost Boys, for example, and other ones where you would have to kill the main progenitor of of that line to end it. The end daddy it or vampire. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool movie. A, yeah, that is a great movie. I've never watched The Lost Boys. Really? Oh, you should. And say I it's love good. vampires. You should watch it. Yeah. It's very good. It was. It's like and and you know the the best vampire movie I think ever made is Near Dark. Near Dark is Near fucking awesome with a Bill Paxton. Near Dark, it's fucking awesome. It's a great movie. I watched it so many times in the eighties; it's ridiculous. And what was the one with Selma Hayek? Oh my God, Selma Hayek was so sexy in that. Oh, one you movie. mean Dusk Till Dawn? That's a great one. I like that one. A what, lot. what what movie is it with Selma Hayek? Which one? From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's Tarantino. a good one. Yep. Is that yeah. a Tarantino? Yeah. Uh, he's in it. Is it him or is it like Robert Rodriguez? That directs it. Yeah, that's right. I think right. it might that's it's right. actually Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great yeah, one. Tarantino had something to do with it, I think. Yeah, he was in it. He was in it, I think, right? Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and he was yeah. super creepy. That's and Juliette movie. Lewis was really young in that movie. Cheech was in there too, Cheech Marin. Yeah. Oh, that's yep, right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He was great. Yeah. Who played a vampire in the movies more than anybody? You guys can do it. He was in Lord of the Rings. Come on, you can do it. It's oh, what is his name? The guy he was Gandalf in Lord of the, the Rings. Elf dad. Oh, he Ian was Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Ian no, no. McKellen. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Gandalf. That's Gandalf. Oh no! Oh, I'm thinking of wrong. I'm thinking of the wrong person. It looks a lot like him. I don't think. Well, let's see. Yeah, he played through the '60s and '70s, and he did a bunch of like metal albums in his '80s. No, it's an actor who played uh, the Red Skull in. In Marvel, what is his name? Tell us, Ian. You're the one that brought it up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys are gonna make me look it up. I know, but I, I had his name. I had his name on the tip of my. I had his name on the tip of my tongue, and then when it was like time to say it, I totally forgot. It's um, what the fuck was his name? It's um, I have his. He's like a Germanic. Christopher dude. Lee. Christopher Lee. It's Christopher Lee. Oh. No, he's British, but he played 
he he's played not in uh, Lord of the Rings. he played va- the vampire like no he's not I had that I had that but um yeah he played Christopher Lee played so many vampire movies and he hated it he hated it he just did it because uh he was he it was uh, he was under contract for some well he was typecast but he was under contract to do because he was so good in him and they actually made money um so the last one he did he didn't speak once because he was so pissed off about how bad the dialogue was and everything so he didn't even talk through the whole movie and they had no choice but to let him do it because uh because he he was under contract and he, uh, they had to release the movie that's kind of, kind of funny christopher lee was a badass dude that guy was like a nazi hunter and everything he was cool what did he do later in life though he he, he even released and he and he even released like a bunch of metal albums in his 80s where he had like various metal artists playing the music and he would like basically talk the the words it's so funny he was called sir christopher lee right i believe he was sir christopher oh, lee he it's played so saruman <laughs> yeah in lord of the rings okay. saruman that's it yeah. thank you yeah yeah that's he what was it like was the yeah evil wizard yeah i don't know he must have played jesus how many times did he play how many times did he play um Oh, and who was the most famous? Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi was the most famous one, I think. Oh, yeah. He was the one from the 20s and 30s, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then Christopher. Yeah. Christopher Lee. That Bauhaus song. And uh, Lon Chaney. Oh, no. That was Phantom of the Opera. That was Phantom of the Opera. Bella Lugosi played Dracula. Max Schreck played Nosferatu. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Lon Chaney Jr. Oh, no. That was. Wait. Lon Chaney played the uh, mummy. That was a mummy, right? And let's not forget Al Lewis, who played uh, who played the uncle in the Munsters. You mean Grandpa? What? Oh, Grandpa! That's grandpa. right, the Grandpa. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he actually reminds me of the Count from Sesame yeah, Street. He, does. he really he does. does. That's right. He totally does. It's so funny. That's a great show. I like that show. Yeah. Yeah, I love Sesame Street. <laughs> no, not Sesame Street. The Munsters. <laughs> We are at one blah one hour blah and thirteen blah minutes. We should wrap it up. Yeah. Well, hey, Marianne, thanks so much for joining us today. It was awesome to talk. And yeah, I love the topic. Yeah, vampires I'm are awesome. And we got Halloween coming up, so I'm excited for sure. I know you are too. Oh yeah. And in respect for Halloween, I just have one more thing to say. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Oh, how could we forget? Oh, God legendary vincent price. vincent price what was that movie where he was like oh we'll talk about that later he's There's got a so vincent many good movies price museum at um la city college oh we gotta go okay let's I'm go yeah. I-, I love vincent price he's awesome let's do it yeah vincent price is awesome what's that uh yeah and your internet sucks oh, i'm glitching anyway let's wrap it up all right. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening. Happy Halloween part one. We're going to do a couple more of these, right? What's next week? We'll talk about that later. We got some fun things, I think. All something creepy. Thanks, Marianne. Thanks, Marianne. Yeah. I love being a scatterbrain. We'll see you on the next scatterbrain. You, do, you good, Dan? Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>